y'all. Welcome to the final episode of Mac's Spooky Podcast. Mac is a Latinx culture committee under campus events and entertainment at the University of Texas at Austin. My name is Sully Ramirez, and I'll be the host for today's topic of mythical creatures and monsters in Latin America. Joining me today are Anhin, Andreana, and Isabel. Do y'all want to introduce yourselves? I'm Andreana. Um, I'm a third year journalism student at UT Austin. Hello, I'm Andrew Jimenez. I'm a fifth year uh, arts and entertainment technology student, also at UT Austin. Hi, my name is Isabel, and I'm a fourth year Gov and IRG major. Uh, cool. So um, I picked three creatures that I want to talk to y'all about today. Um, and I'm going to do slightly different than what I had and then Andreana did. I'm going to like give like a conspiracy theory. Um, these conspiracy theories, don't take them seriously. Um, but I'm just saying, if I'm right, I told you so. Um, <laughs> okay, so the three creatures I want to talk today is the first being the Puchen or Puchen. It's a half bird, half snake, half snake creature who drinks the blood of living creatures, kind of like Chupacabra. The second one is a monster that's a part of La Selva 27, which translates to Jail Cell 27, in which every prisoner who would spend the night there was found dead the next morning. And the third is obviously PR's own Chupacabra. What kind of mo monster podcast would it be if I didn't include the Chupacabra? Um, have you heard of any of them? Or like, which one do you guys want to hear about the most? I've heard of a chupacabra. Um, like I feel like that's a pretty well-known one. I feel like the Zelda as a 27. I feel like it yeah. rings a bell, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Like the name. Yeah. Rings a bell. I agree with that. I'm a little lost on both, so I'm a newbie. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't heard of the chupacabra? Not a lot. Not really. Like growing up, I didn't really hear it. It's, because it's a new monster, right? Um, and we'll get in. That's part of my conspiracy theory. Anyway, uh, we're going to start with the Puchen. This monster comes from Chile, and it originated from the culture of the Mapuche indigenous people from South Central Chile and Southwestern Argentina. Uh, so the Puchen is described as a flying serpent with a red feather bisecting its face. So like, it's like from its forehead back to its head and a bird beak. And it's said to be most active at night and that it makes a whistling sound in order to trick the victims to like come outside, right? And when you see its eyes, it can then paralyze you and drain you of your blood. But unlike the chupacabra, the butin is known to attack humans who are unfortunate enough to cross its path. It can also mimic voices of your loved ones to lure you outside. Um, according to legend, a butin is born when a rooster lays an egg Yes, a rooster. They can lay eggs. Uh, as stated by a Chilean man from one of the sources I watched, he explained, an animal that's born from the egg of a rooster. There are some people who believe roosters don't lay eggs, but they do. And when you study the egg in the sunlight, you can see a little snake-like animal inside of the egg, and it continues to grow when it's worn by the sunshine, and then a puchen is born. Um, and they're said to live near villages and they strike randomly. So like if there's a village and there's a cave, that's probably where the Puchen lives and every so often it'll come out and strike and it likes to target little kids because they don't fight back. Um, but fear not, the Mapuche believe that the Puchen could only be defeated by a Machi. Sorry for mispronouncing all of these words, which is a Mapuche medicine woman. Um, so if you're ever in trouble, if there's everyone near your village, just call one of them up. They can get rid of it for you. Um, Wait, does it fly? It does, does fly. Okay. Um, okay, and I got all this information off of Wikipedia because, you know, I trust it like that. And the YouTube <laughs> channel named the Aqua Ideas TV, and, like, they titled it in Puchen. Um, and they also have a whole bunch of other mousy stories, mostly from Chile. So if you're interested in that, you should check them out. So before I get into my conspiracy theory, I want to know what y'all believe or like what y'all think of this story. There wasn't really too many encounters on it, so I chose not to put any in. I think it sounds like a super cool monster, honestly. I don't think I'd want to run into it, but I mean, it's like a cool looking bird that's also part snake. I feel like it's scary because it can imitate other people's voices. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. You never know, like who you're talking to if you cannot see them. Uh, but I mean, I feel like it's also kind of common 
when you speak to somebody to go and like look at it or something. So I guess you 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 know that it's a pretend once you go and like take a look at who you're speaking to. And and then like if it can fly, that makes it worse. Uh, I yeah. can like the flying cock like a cockroach is bad, but like a flying cockroach <laughs> is like worse. Like a flying snake. <laughs> oh yeah, how how big does it get? Oh, uh, it varies, right? They say it, like it could like range from like a little, like a little bit bigger than like I don't know. I don't want to say a chicken, but this it can like vary in size. It's like a normal like regular snake, like I don't know, like two feet to like a whole serpent. That's like mm-hmm. over like forty feet. Because um, so it's, it it's a lot less. It's a lot less scary if it's the size of a chicken. Uh, I don't think it's more scary because you can't um, see it. Just hides in the tree and then it calls like, I'd be like, Sully. And then my me and my dumb self will like go outside. I'll be like, yes, Thea. And then boom, I get attacked by this thing. Because um, <laughs> I didn't see it in the trees. But I'm so dense, I probably wouldn't see it even if it was like 40 feet. I'd probably be like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> I, um, I do like that it comes from a, a rooster egg. That's a pretty neat origin. Yeah, that, that's a very, very unique origin, like a snake coming out of a chicken. Yeah. Once a yeah, so, so, you know, if you want one, um, I don't know why you would, but you do. <laughs> now you know how to make them. You just got to get a rooster that can lay eggs. Um. Anyway, so let's dive into my conspiracy theory. This is probably the theory that has, like, the least to back it up. Uh, so my theory, and, like, I obviously could be completely wrong, because uh, I have no evidence of this happening. I tried to look for everything, and I found nothing to support my theory. Um, but I think this story is made up. Um, I think it was made up by the Mapuche in order to scare away the colonizers, because it is, like, it does date back to the colonial times, I think. Um and like, you know, the colonizers are not good people. They're called colonizers for a reason. Bad people. None of them were good. None of them. Change my mind. Um, and so I think they made it up to scare them away. Cause like I think it's I think they especially like the part where the only the medicine woman could scare it away. I think that was like a way to kind of protect like their women, right? Cause it's like, oh well, you can't kill them because that's they're the only way you can um to defeat this monster, right? Cause I think they were smart enough to realize, well. They, like, bear kids, right? So, like, we kind of need them to survive. Because they didn't say medicine man. They said medicine woman. Usually it's a medicine man. So, that's my theory. Um, what doubts do you have about my theory? <laughs> I think yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. It sounds valid in terms of the colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It definitely would, like, make sense in historical context. Um, I mean, the lack of any supporting evidence this I mean uh, it's yeah. there. No, it's just a hunch, you know? Um, I'm not a historian nor um an anthropologist, so you know, maybe someone can like prove my theory to be right. Um <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they sh- they I mean I don't know, yeah, I don't have any evidence or anything, but I feel like there has to be stories that are like that, that are made up because of that. Yeah, um, I actually based my theory because um, there's a theory that says that the native people that lived like around like the Jersey area made up the story of the Jersey Devil to scare the colonizers too. So that's what I based my theory on. Mm-hmm. Um, so on a scale of one to ten, with ten being i wouldn't mind bumping into this monster and one being i'm running away i'm like tripping the person next to me to getting away um on what on the scale of one to ten how much would you want to encounter this monster uh if it's not that big i would like a solid five like a give it give or take it'll depend on my if i've exercised that day or something (laughs) yeah I'd give it a five too, because if it's the size of a chicken, I feel fairly confident that I could like whack it with a broom or something. <laughs> um, but if it's forty feet long, then that's a, that's a different story. You don't want to whack yeah. it with a broom? 
<laughs> no, I don't think walking a 40 foot long serpent with a broom would be a good idea. I mean, if I if I encounter one that big in the city or in like a town, I feel like it'd be easy to avoid it because you just go inside. Unless it can oh, like, true. I guess, crash into or like break walls or something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was uh, like, what makes you think it can't break down the door? <laughs> uh, but like, also depends, I feel, on yeah where you are. Because uh, if I'm, let's say, in a kitchen or something, or at a restaurant, and there's like utensils, and if it's like a small one, I feel like I would encounter it. It's like I have I have some tools right here where I can fight it with. Uh, but if it's not, if I'm somewhere where where I don't have any like potential weapons, then I'm probably screwed. I probably wouldn't yeah. want to encounter it. See, because the thing is, even if it's a baby, right? You if you look at it in the eye, it paralyzes you. It can hit. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, but like how much in the eye do you have to be looking <laughs> i think it's just a quick glance hmm, that makes it Wait, how long does it paralyze you by before well i mean enough to suck all your blood out of you <laughs> so i don't know how long that takes <laughs> uh, do, do you have to like have to have the connection of eye to eye yeah or, okay like if oh, it looks I mean, at if you, you it's like... if you get the shape just close your eyes and like a quick stab. <laughs> You're driving and you see it, you just close your eyes, you know? <laughs> I mean... So I guess, like, the worst-case scenario would be needing this creature in, like, an open field, and it's 40 feet long. And alone. Because I feel like yeah, it's also... If there's, if there's more people, if there's, like, a bunch of people, the the... It would be hard for it to look at every single person's eyes and yeah. paralyze everybody. So there has to be maybe at least one person who's not paralyzed who can like do something. Actually, uh, when I was researching this story in the YouTube channel, they explained that there was a dad and his daughter and the serpent and creature thing just like snatched her up. Like he, she didn't even have to paralyze. It just like picked her up and took her mm -hmm. to its cave. Uh, so... Maybe not. Maybe I'll just like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But did the cave have Wi-Fi? <laughs> no, the cave does not have Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, we've brought up this question every time we've mentioned the cave in the past two episodes. <laughs> They're all in the same cave, right? <laughs> okay, would you go with him if he said he could have Wi-Fi before he killed you, or it killed you? No, because I feel like. It would just trick me and like look me in the eye before I would get a chance to use that. Uh, I feel like he isn't like he'll ask like el sombrero. He he asked. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't ask probably the the puchen or what was yeah. yeah the puchen. Yeah, he probably wouldn't wouldn't ask. <laughs> he would just take you. <laughs> That's discrimination. Y'all would go with the first two, but not mine. I see. <laughs> It's because he's a chicken snake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> Rude. Anyway, I will not take this chicken snake slander anymore. And we're going to move on to the second story. <laughs> which is probably my favorite out of the three. So I'm a little biased. Um, it's called Celda 27. Jail Cell 27. Or Cell 27. And the story comes from Durango, Mexico, which is where I'm from. My family's from there. So I grew up hearing the story all the time. Uh, there's a little song about it, but I'll talk more about that a little bit later. So the story goes that at the end of the 19th century, there was an old jail cell located in what's now the capital of Durango. So Durango de Victoria. And in the jail cell, uh, there was a cell that was given the nickname La Celda de Muerte, the cell of death because all of the inmates who spent the night there would be dead by morning. Uh, and because of this, only the most dangerous prisoners would be kept in that cell. Um, by the way, this is like in a little village, so I don't know how dangerous or how many dangerous people this little village has, but apparently it's a lot. Um, so some people believe that the cell was laced with poison, so eventually the poison and the fumes would get to that person and they would die. Others believe that a ghost would appear at night and strangle its victims. And others believe the devil himself would appear and steal the souls of those in that cell, right? Um, and it came to the point where the police said whoever could figure out what was going on with the cell could win their freedom, regardless of whatever crimes they committed. 
Um, so before I go into the story, um, I I just wanna I wanna get your opinion or like your guesses on what's killing these inmates. Um, and it is a creature since that's the topic of my podcast. Um, you got? Do y'all have any guesses? I mean, at first, I, I totally forgot it was creatures. <laughs> at first, I was thinking like a spirit or something. And then they all became spirits. And then they all started hunting it. But that's probably out of the yeah. question. <laughs> I would have thought of like a ghost, too. Because I feel like if the cell was laced with poison, somebody's got to be testing for that stuff. Like, eventually, presumably. Um, and then the I feel like the, the devil himself is is like too big a monster to just be going to this random jail. <laughs> so I'd um, say ghost, but you did say creature, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. What about you, Isabel? I'm I'm thinking, I'm trying to think logically. Um, but I, yeah, I wasn't thinking creature or, or like spirit. I was thinking more of like maybe like some disease, like ridden rat or something i don't know okay i can appreciate that and isabel's probably the closest to be honest with y'all um all right so the year is um 1884 and there's a man named juan who was just a simple man he was working at a farm in order to get money so he could be able to marry his fiance guadalupe uh, and Juan was known to be brave, so much so that they gave him the nickname Juan Sin Miedo, which means Juan without fear. It sounds weird, but I want to translate directly uh, because it really just means Juan the Brave, I guess. Um, anyway, so one day a rabid dog came into town, strolled into town, and so everyone hid in their homes. But the kids at the school um, and the teacher didn't know that the dog had walked into town. So the teacher let the students out until the dog charged at the kids. So Juan grabbed his gun and he aimed to shoot at the dog, but unfortunately, it held an elderly person that got in the way, and he and they were killed. Um, so Juan was thrown in jail, no trial, and he had to serve 20 years for his transgressions. And after seven years, the head of the police and the owner ordered Juan to be thrown in Celda 27. Um, now, this might not make any sense, but it just so happens that the owner of the jail cell who was also like very tidy with the police, wanted to marry his fiance, Guadalupe. Guadalupe didn't want to marry him. She wanted to wait for Juan. So this other guy thought, well, if Juan's dead, Guadalupe will move on to me for some reason. Uh, but before Juan was placed in the cell, they asked him if he wanted anything, a final wish. So Juan asked for a bench, a dozen candles, and a box of matches. And they gave it to him, of course, because they were like, this man's going to die. Um, so once in the cell, Juan would like the candles, and every time he felt a strange presence, uh, Juan felt like uh, Juan would like the candle, and he would always be like, this night seeking an eternity. But he kept his time by the bells ringing. Every hour the bell would ring, and that's how he would use to keep track of time. Because he didn't want to use up all his candles in like the first few hours. At some point in the night, um, it was closer to like 4 or 3 in the morning. Um, he lit a candle, he checked his surroundings, and what he saw was a scorpion that was 11 point inches long, so almost a foot. And when the scorpion saw that he saw it, it ran back into its burrow and his candle went out. So Juan waited in silence and in the dark until about 5 in the morning, and his goal was to not get stung by the scorpion. He was on his bench, right, because he wanted to get stung. Or he wanted to kill it, right, but primarily not get stung candle at five in the morning he saw a scorpion a step away from him which is not that which is like if this scorpion is like a foot long that's about the size of my forearm right a step away is like super close too close for comfort um so without hesitation Juan threw his hat over the scorpion because he could keep his hat for some reason in the jail cell after seven years and he placed the bench over it so it couldn't escape and he cried for a few minutes. And when the guards found him like at six in the morning uh, or like 530, uh, Juan told him about the scorpion and they got rid of it. He was freed, of course, and he got married and he got married to Guadalupe. And a year later, the prison was destroyed. Um, so there's a song about it. But instead of, um, I forget what it's called. I think it's called Cerda 27 too. 
Um, and it's about the legend. Like someone wrote it because they missed Durango because they were living in the States. And the song, instead of him being named Juan, he's named Pedro Rojas. Um, but Pedro was not a good person. Like he was, he only took up the cell because he didn't care, right? He didn't care if he died or he lived, right? And he only asked for one candle in one match and he finds a scorpion at 12 in the morning and he waits like six hours for them to come get him. And instead of like crying and telling them about the scorpion, he looks at the guards, he smirks, and then he says, I won my freedom. Um, so my sources are a channel called the Dokumen, Dokumen Listas, and it's on YouTube, and um, their video, La Leyenda de la Lacrón de Durango. So what did y'all think? I count that as a mythical creature, so I saw the story. <laughs> the creature was the one killing? Was the creature killing? Is that is the scorpion? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. when the inmates would sleep, the alacran would come out and sting them. Okay. And in Durango, we have like venomous alacranes. Um, yeah. So yeah. I feel like out of every story that we've ever done, this is definitely the most believable. And also mm. the scorpions, I just find them like irrationally terrifying. So that would be my worst nightmare, to be in like a cell with a one foot long scorpion. Yeah, one foot long, and is it like one foot long from head, including the tail, or including or making the tail like when it's curved? <laughs> you know, it doesn't say, um, but in the picture I supposedly saw of it, it still looked pretty big. I think it wasn't including the curved tail. I think it was just the body of it. Yeah, yikes! Uh, that works because they like don't they like whenever they strike it like lengthen. Yeah. Oh God. Um, sorry, that is scary. <laughs> yeah. um, I I have a comment on like the song that you were because he saw it like as that it yeah. like hadn't struck it's yet, so like, obviously, so yeah, it makes song. sense. It's bigger. It, that's funny um, that they would like make him seem so, more like you know. I mean, I know he's supposed to be brave, but like one candle really. Um, I think that's probably the most unrealistic part of the whole story. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, like, oh wait, and I I had another question too. Like, why? Wait, why did they release him? Um, because he found that what was killing the inmates. Oh, okay. so, yeah, because like that was the whole thing. Like, if someone found out what was killing the inmates, they would win their freedom. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so I grew up listening to this all the time. My dad would tell him about it all the time. And what's worse is I call like my parents are born from like three villages in Durango. They're like about an hour away from the capital. And it's like my dad's village is like right. It's like right here. Then it's like my mom's village. And then it's like, yeah, then it's my mom's village. And then it's like my grandma's village, like on both on my mom's side. And like you could like take the mountains to each one. They're all like super close. Um, my grandma's village, my maternal grandma's village, that has poisonous scorpions in there, or venomous scorpions, right? And I was always super scared to go there. I was like, yo, they're going to, like, hitch a ride on our car. We're going to take it back to my other two villages. Um, it wasn't fun. I always hated going there. I totally agree with Andreana. I hate scorpions. Um, no. Um, so. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's always the 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 insect slash creature that I was always scared of when going to Mexico because where my parents are from or my dad is from, he's from San Luis. And so he, there's also, there's not as many, uh, but there's also stories of like uh, alacranes and stuff and they can find them when they were walking uh, or when they were, they would always tell me that when they were younger uh, and they would live in like, uh, like houses that were smaller uh, and like, insects could easily come in and out of the houses and so they said that they could sometimes like see scorpions that would get inside the house it's like oh that's, that's like super scary yeah. yeah uh durango has like a cult around scorpions i'm not sure why because other mexican states have it but like they're like we're like uh they're like oh yeah we have the scorpions the alecranes and i'm like uh that's not a good thing my dude but okay i think they're, like, one make of the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> like they have like alcohols with scorpions like my dad has mm -hmm. two of them and like i'm like yo i've seen um, those wild yeah that's crazy wait i i've seen those and i think i've watched the video about like those the alcohol 
Alacranes uh, things. Uh, but like, forgot because it was a while back. But do you drink those? Or, or yeah, those you can drink it. My dad drink, drinks his. Um, you can also get like your nails done with like little Alacranes in Durango. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure you can get it in other places, but like that's a popular thing. Mm. Uh, I feel like definitely the worst part about the scorpion though is just like how big it is. Because there's right. like well, there's yeah. like no way you can smack it with your shoes. It's too big. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that that is true, and it, they're probably fast because they're yeah. Bugs. Yeah. But I Wait. mean. They're scared of light, so that's I guess good. Uh, are scorpions really scared of light? I guess I, I guess I don't know much about them. Um, I think they are just because my grandma grew up like poking at them at night, but she said during the day they kind of wouldn't come out too much. Um, yeah, maybe I know some are nocturnal, some are probably not nocturnal. Uh, just probably depends. This one's obviously nocturnal. Yeah. We, we get them in our house every now and then, and. I just, yeah, I cannot deal with them. I will just yell for like, another member of the family. Wait, wait, time out. You get them, like, here? In your mm. house in Texas? Yeah, we live out by a, um, like, a, a greenbelt area, so there's, like, kind of a forest right behind our house. Okay. So, yeah, there's, like, coyotes and deer, and unfortunately, scorpions. Uh, if that's all your thoughts, unless Isabel wants to say something because she was like kind of quiet. I I actually don't have a lot of experience with like scorpions or like fear of them because I've never had like contact with them. So to me, they're almost like they're like fake almost. Like I know they're not. I know they're real, but uh, in my head, it's like that's something you don't have to worry about. Yeah, they're myth. Yeah, <laughs> they're myth until I see one. I, I'm gonna bring you one. <laughs> one thing that I just thought of if if it's that big and you manage to like kill it or catch it mm. or something, if it's that big, I feel like it'll it'll be like uh uh if you cook it, it'll be like probably a good <laughs> meal. If you like cut the tail and if it's poisonous, take out the poison. Because I mean we we eat a bunch of uh like sea bugs like. Like shrimp and lobsters, those are like sea bugs, basically. And so, and these alacran is just like a land bug. So I feel like they'll they'll have like meat inside. Oh, uh, people do eat alacranes. Like not from my village, but like people do eat alacranes. They like put them like um. They you can even like candy them and like eat them like that. Hmm. I hear they're pretty good. Um, I would never do it. Um, uh, yeah. So my theory is that scorpions do in fact kill some people, right? Like. In my village, they were little, but they could take down a whole adult if they didn't get the antibodies in time. And they would have to drive into the next town to get it because they were, like, super small. They didn't have a doctor. Um, and Durango is known for having them. Like, other Me- Mexican state have ha- other Mexican states have alacranes, but, like, Durango has, like, a whole cult. Um, my issue comes that it's, like, 12 feet without the... I mean, it's, like, 12 inches without the tail, right? Because uh, the largest scorpion ever recorded was 9 inches. I'm not sure if that's with or without. I'm pretty sure that's with the tail included. Um, but it's found in, in West Africa, right? And so I looked it up when I was researching. Apparently, they have it on display somewhere in Durango. But I have to warn you, it is a tourist trap. Because they also had uh, the monkey child or La Sirena in there. So that's definitely a tourist trap. Um, I forgot what it was called because I clicked out of there really fast because I was so angry that I finally thought I had it because my dad was like, oh, yeah, they have it on display. I was like, the tourist trap. He probably thought they had it at the museum or something. Um, But, like, I feel that that there was a scorpion, right, that was killing people. But because they're men and they didn't want to admit that they were losing to a little baby scorpion, they said, oh, yeah, it was, like, this big. Uh, So they exaggerated how big it was. That's my theory. Um, I can see Isabel laughing. I, I, okay, I was kind of thinking the same thing in like a different way because it's like that makes, I agree with you totally because that makes sense. Because it's like, what if you like, how embarrassing would it be for a Mexican man during this period to be like, to die and be like, oh, it was a scorpion? 
And it's like, no, let's make up a ghost or the devil. Like, you know, those are big, those are big players. Like, those are the ones that took me out. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that too. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty believable. Like, maybe it was a slightly larger than normal scorpion, but like a foot long. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like people also like to exaggerate a lot like in 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 uh in Mexico <laughs> at least in my experience uh like whenever my mom tells me stories like I've learned that they're always exaggerated uh because like when I hear her tell stories to other people and I know the story I know that she also <laughs> exaggerates so much uh and like yeah I feel like that, that it's just like exaggeration like if I uh I don't know, as an example, it can be like, let's say I was like uh, 10 minutes late to something. She would be like, oh, yeah, he was like an hour late. And it was like, <laughs> okay. Or like, if you get hurt, she'll just be like, oh my God, he almost died. Yeah, That's how my yeah. mother is when she tells people <laughs> stories. It's like we fall off a bike and scrape our knee and she'll just be like, oh, so bad. Yeah. It's a part of our culture. We're liars. Um, that's a joke. <laughs> that's it's a joke. just for dramatic effect. Yeah. yeah. We're very dramatic. We do live for the drama. If you take offense to any of these, we're probably talking about you. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I think. Um, it seems we all agree because apparently we lie a lot. Um, I mean, not lie, but like Because, you know, we gotta sound better than we really are. <laughs> All right. So, our final cryptid is none other than PR's very own Chupacabra. Um, so, year is 1995, and Madeline Tolentino witnesses a strange creature past her window. She reported to be reptilian like, with spines running down its back and with red eyes. Uh, but newer reports claim that the Chupacabra looks more like a coyote. Um, when the creature was first sighted, it was blamed for an attack. It was first sighted in August, and so it was blamed for an attack on livestock earlier that year in March. And comedian um, Silvero Pe uh, Perez is credited with naming the creature the Chupacabra on one of his radio. Um, like he had like a radio station, and like he just coined the term. Uh, so then reports are going to claim that the that the Chupacabra could. Um, paralyzed livestock and drain the body of blood, but not people. Um, so the, it doesn't come after people, just livestock. Um, so then people started reporting that their livestock was being killed by the chupacabra and that the signature trait was that there was three puncture wounds, usually like in their neck, and that it was always drained of blood. But whether this creature not exists with controversy, because the legend quickly spread to all of that in America, some of the southern states, and some reports are even coming from like the northern U.S. states, like Maine and Russia. Um, so some people believe that it's just like not a classified animal we haven't discovered yet, um, and some people believe it's an it was an experiment that escaped the lab, and now it's like you know just trying to eat or whatever. Um, so there's a story on it that's like this uh farmer this is just like a general story my dad told me so like it's not like i would take it with a grain of salt um so there's a story my dad told me that's like there's this farmer it was his primo and that one night he was out drinking with his compas and when he came back he noticed that all the all the horses were like into like one corner over there and like all his sheep were like scattering around they were like freaking out and so when he got closer he noticed that there was like four dead um sheep just laying there with like the three puncture wounds he heard a noise and when he looked up bam it was right there the chupacabra looking at him and it hissed at him before running into the mountains of Panaco de Coronado which is where I'm from um he's drunk so I, I wouldn't take a statement but what do y'all think <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this could also probably be another <laughs> another thing similar to the last one where it's 
it's probably a creature that yeah a lot of people see or, or interpret but it might be like exaggerated uh at least that's what i'm i'm, I'm thinking my my theory <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's probably what actually is happening, but I really want to believe that it is just a new monster. A new monster? Yeah. Because like I grew up with like so many stories about, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I'm kind of not believing it. Like I'm kind of, I don't know, because last, the last episode I was like, oh my God, those surreal. But for some reason, with the creatures, I'm like, it has to be like a dog or like a coyote. Um, um, I feel like just because they're, I don't know, like, there's more rational, like, it seems more rational in certain periods of the story that you're like, is it real? Like, I don't know. Um, I would have thought it was like a dog or something. Yeah, I can and- totally respect that. Um, go ahead on him. It's kind of weird that also, what makes it more, I guess, believable is that it only drains the blood. Mm-hmm. So like, a normal creature, I feel like would eat the whole body or something, or eat part of the body. But if it just drains the blood, then that's not normal for a uh, animal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The blood draining parts, like the weirdest. Um, I do know that there's, like, um, when they studied the bodies of, like, the supposed victims of it, like, they said 300 livestock bodies, and they found that the bodies were, in fact, not drained of blood. Mm. Um, so, they were studied by vets, right? So, they were like, these are bodies are not, in fact, drained of blood. Um, so, maybe it's just, like, a poisonous chupacabra? We just poisoned <laughs> it, bite it, and killed it like that? But are not, like, yeah, like it eats the blood or drinks the blood. Like that's how it supports itself. Yeah, because if it's not doing that, and there's like still a body for them to like look at and be like, "There's no blood," then what is it eating, or why is it killing the livestock? Mm-hmm. So it looks like a. It looks like what's the guy from Twilight? The wolf. The- the Jacob? Is that it looks name? like a Jacob, but it lives like an Edward. <laughs> is that what we're going with? <laughs> well, I mean, some reports say it looks more like a reptilian thing, like on two legs. Like oh, okay. Yeah, like there's like two reports. There's like two two main distinctions between. I heard one report say it looked like a green kangaroo, and I'm like, I don't know what kind of drugs you were on, but <laughs> it was also cited not in Mexico. So I think it was in the States when I listened to it, because like it's like a channel where you can submit your scary stories and I'm like yeah these people are lying but I still listen to them yeah I'm watching it like I pulled up images uh well all through throughout this episode I've just been pulling up images on Google to see how they would look uh but yeah Chupacabra is just just different variations yeah one looks like an alien kind of looking thing uh all of them look like dogs uh, like the um, what are they called? The the dog that's from Mexico. I forgot. Oh yeah, the hairless dogs. Um yeah. The uh, what are they? The Sherlock Queen. No, that's not what it's called. I can't pronounce it. Starts with an X. Um, but yeah. Which y'all want to hear my theory on it? This one's actually a bit more elaborate. Like I actually did research on this one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, tell us. So my theory uses a theory that's not mine as evidence too. Okay, so the theory that isn't mine explains that there's this man, right? There's this real man named Benjamin Radford. And he made a documentary in 2011 um, called, I think it's called The Origins of the Chupacabra. I didn't write down in my script. Um, um, and he interviewed the woman who saw the Chupacabra, Tolentino, and found that the Chupacabra description was based off of this alien creature that Anhed, you probably saw this in the, when you looked it up, it's based off of this alien creature named Sil from the movie Species that came out in July 7th, 1995. And she reported it in August of 1995. And what makes her credibility like go down the drain is that she admitted to seeing the movie before her sighting. So Radford concluded that the original description can't be trusted because she probably had that fear of that thing. And like, she probably just saw something and she thought like, oh, this is 
this is like still from species. Species is also um it's like a alien movie, I think it is. I think you can watch it. I think it had a low budget, so I'm not sure if it's good or not. Um so y'all can watch it on your own time. That's personally not my cup of tea. It reminds me too much of Splice, um, the cover, so I will never watch that movie. Um it traumatized me as a kid. Um anyway. So then here's where my theory comes in. Assuming that this person did in fact not see the Chupacabra, which is totally believable, I like to believe, if she saw the movie and then she got scared, right? So my theory comes from when my mom thought, because uh, my mom said that when the Chupacabra first came out, um, they would like blast it all over the news. Like it was like a constant thing. And she was like, oh, I think that they were just blasting it to Latin American um, governments could keep doing shady stuff, right? And so it got me thinking, Yo, these governments are exploiting this creature to downplay their transgressions, right? So I did some research and I found that also in 1995, when the Chupacabra also, because it, it quickly spread throughout all of Latin America, I found that also in 1995, there were some scandals going on in, all across Latin America. So the most notable are that in 1995, there's a bribery scandal in Buenos Aires, Argentina, um, where it's like uh, some political figures were like pocketing money and stuff. And then in Colombia, it was revealed that drug cartels were giving money to all political campaigns, which is like probably something we already knew. But it was a scandal because it hit mainstream media, right? So like the U.S. knew, so that the U.S. couldn't pretend to be blindfolded by it anymore. Um, they couldn't be like, I can't see. Um, and then, especially in Mexico, where the legend spread the fastest, because now it's referred to as a Puerto Rican and Mexican legend, the origin of Puerto Rico. And, I, and even more so, there's a the Scooby-Doo movie on it, they're not in Puerto Rico, they're in Mexico. So it spread like really big in Mexico. And in 1995, there's a massacre in Mexico called the Aguas Blancas Massacre on June 28, 1995, where 17 farmers were killed and 21 were injured for protesting the release of these uh, activists for um, the lower class in Mexico. But they were also demanding acceptable drinking water schools to be built and for proper hospitals and like a lot of other things and they were ambushed by mexican police and shot at point black range for demanding these and then since in 1995 in august the legend spread i totally believe it that they started using it to kind of uh, go away from this massacre that they committed because honestly nobody's talking about this massacre and there's probably tons of other massacres that happened between the years 1995 all the way up to like the 2010, so I think that was when the legend was most popular. So I believe that they exploited the Chupacabra to scare its people. And when um, people weren't buying that it looked like a reptilian, they were like, oh, it looks like a dog. So people started getting more scared, right? They're like, oh, because it could be any dog. Really, could you, when really it's probably, they probably just see like a coyote with mange or something. Um, so that's what I believe. I believe the Chupacabra is totally made up and that they exploited um, this poor woman just being scared because they want to stop their people from noticing the stuff they're doing because they're probably like, oh, if they're scared, they'll like want to be protected by us, the type of mentality. So that's my theory. Mm. What do y'all think? I think that's, that's really like, well thought out. Yeah, that's like scarily a good theory. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, if I go missing, y'all know what happened. <laughs> I mean, I can totally, like, I don't know, like, who would, who started the story, but I could totally see, like, the media and the government, like, amping it up to, like, try to cover up other stuff or to divert attention away from other stuff. Yeah, especially if, like, if they do work together, like the government and the media, I mean, that, that could be like a very powerful combo. Do you think and we I... do it to ourselves as well, though? Like, we're like, you see all of these bad things on the news. Like, I'm like, kind of adding to your theory of like, we're kind of playing into it because we're like, oh my God. Like, it's like, yeah. we're focusing on this like physical stuff. And it's like, you know, like, we need the government because this thing that's out of our control, how you're saying, um, I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally believe you because humans are like scared of the unknown, uh, which is like you could like go into like theories like that's why uh, people are afraid of like different races and ethnicities because they don't know them. You can totally uh, use that logic for that too. But yeah, people are like afraid of no. That's why I think a lot of us are scared of the dark because we can't see in the dark, right? We don't know what's in it. We're not actually scared of the dark. We're scared of like what's in the dark because we can't see. Uh, we were scared of the ocean, not because, well, maybe some people are scared of water, but like, you know, you don't know what's in the water, you know, like it's a shark or like something else in there. Um, yeah. But, uh, so on a scale of one to 10, which I didn't do for the lacan, um, 10 being, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind it, one being I'm tripping my best friend um, so they can get eaten first. <laughs> well, uh, how much would you want to encounter the chupacabra, assuming it is real? Um, maybe like an eight, if he doesn't kill humans. Um, yeah, I would make it a pet or something. <laughs> well, according to Lost Tapes, which is an animal planet, sadly, it like explores cryptids and it's like really bad, really bad budget. I would totally watch it though. According to that, it does in fact kill humans uh, because the little girl's parents in that were killed by Chupacabra. Um, you still watch it on YouTube. All of them are bad. The vampire one got me. Like when I was a kid, that scared me. When I watched it again, that scared me. Um, that like that's like the one thing that always scares me. Not anymore because I watched it so many times, trying to get that adrenaline of being scared. But if you haven't watched it, totally recommend watching the vampire one. It's on YouTube. Watch it. It's yes. like they used all the budget on that episode. <laughs> Wait, what? What is the show called? It's called Lost Tapes, Animal Planet. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Like, totally watch it. I feel. Uh, like... Oh, you go ahead. Andrew. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like I wouldn't. I would wouldn't mind encountering it. Uh, because I feel like I'm sticking with the uh, that it doesn't kill humans, theory. Uh, and so I feel like if also also I'm not, I don't live in a farm. And so I don't have any like goats for it to kill. Um, so I feel like me encountering it wouldn't really, it wouldn't be able to do much. Uh, and also, if possible, if I could like tame it, it would be like a cool pet to have. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a solid, maybe like seven out of 10. Cause I feel, yeah, from like most of the legends, it doesn't really attack people. But I think it's probably like a wild coyote type creature where it won't go after you. But if you kind of are in its territory or it feels like you're a threat, it'll still, you know, attack you. So I, I feel like if I gave it respect and just kind of like backed away, it'd be fine. <laughs> it would just hiss at you. Yeah. Um, what about the Alecran? Uh, you know. With one being, I'm leaving my best friend in the jail cell, and ten being, um, I wouldn't mind. I'd probably poke at it with a stick. Uh, no, it depends so much on whether, whether or not we get candles if we're in the jail cell. Yeah, okay, probably. So if I knew beforehand that the alakram was there, I'd probably ask for like, I mean, they probably wouldn't give it to me, but like a knife or something sharp, or like a really big brick. Cause, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Or like a, a, a something that will shock, like a, I don't know what, like something that shocks things. Okay, what if you're just like, you're just like out on the town, right? You're going like bar hopping with friends or something, right? Cause y'all are all, y'all are all like 21, right? I'm not, so I don't know what that's like. Um, Anyway. <laughs> Um, y'all are just like doing your thing and then boom, you just see it coming at you. You're gonna trip your best friend <laughs> to like get away from me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like in, in that space I don't know, there's a, there's there's a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, like... do we have to trip our best friend? Can we trip someone else? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with people, it's even less scary. Like, the jail cell is what makes it scary. Because it's like... You're the only target. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm pushing someone in front of me, or behind me, um, if I'm with people. 
Like you guys are just like in the pool and like damage there because they can't hold their breath for like seven days. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. It's like that's like I applied to Arizona State and I got in because I really want to go to Arizona, but then I learned that they have like a lot of scorpions and that they'll just like chill in the pool and I was like, oh hell no, I was like, no. Oh. That's like I'm the just... worst because I'm, yeah. I'm scared of water already. And then you add scorpions to the water. Another thing I'm scared of. Yeah. You just throw like a toaster in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it, it has to be plugged in, right? Like it's not just yeah. gonna like yeah. you just like throw in a toaster. It's gonna be like, okay, thanks. I guess I can make toast now. <laughs> no, yeah, it does have to be plugged in. Uh, I um, mean, I... yeah, if it's a, if it was in the water and I knew it was in the water, then. I'll find something <laughs> that it's electric. Yeah, it's like we're just getting rid of this whole body of water. <laughs> I was gonna say that I can't swim, so that's that's still not a problem. <laughs> See, all of my, all of your scenarios, like I'm still like, nope, doesn't apply. <laughs> uh, so, which one of them would you want to keep as a pet? But they could obviously still turn on you, right? There's like no guarantee of their loyalty, but like, which one would you want to keep as a pet? You know? Uh, Tupacala. Hey, what was the first one again? It was a. Capuchin. Capuchin, oh yeah. Uh... Uh... I don't know. I feel like not the scorpion because it can be poisonous. <laughs> Even if I just like pet it or something, what if it just like accidentally stings me and kills me? No. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, the, the snake would be cool. Um, if it like, if it's a nice snake and doesn't uh, bite, or if also if it's still poisonous. Uh, but it is probably poisonous. Uh, uh, it is not poisonous. Oh, it's not poisonous. Okay. Yeah, probably that. That would be kind of cool. Kinda like a, a a flying snake as a pet. It'd yeah. be like your own version of like the mother of dragons. But with yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with a, a rooster snake hybrid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would want that one too, even though I feel like it's probably the most risky since if you look in its eyes, you turn to stone or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. Or freeze. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but I, oh, feel, I feel like we could work around that, you know? You can get like a, a cute little blindfold to put on it and just hope for the <laughs> best. <laughs> okay, now assuming this animal would be loyal to you, which one would you want to have now? Or would it stay the same? Oh, it definitely stay the same. If it's like not going to freeze me, then that would be the coolest one to have. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. If it wasn't loyal, then maybe it's chupacabra because then mm-hmm. it cannot kill me, uh, or it doesn't target me. Uh, but if it was loyal, then yeah, approach in. Um, if it was loyal, I would do. I would actually do the scorpion. I'd just wear like the little Spider-Man um, yeah. thing. <laughs> It'd be a big flex. She'd just yeah. be like, you better not. Yeah. Be yeah. like, you better reply to my Tinder uh, message. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, that, that is a flex. But all of them, I feel like, are a flex. If they're loyal. <laughs> uh, I would also probably get the scorpion just because I'm from Durango and I'm basic like that. I'm also part of the cult. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, this is my pet, uh, Marquitos. Um, <laughs> yes, he's not a clan. Um, and I love him. And then Marquitos is over there, like, I don't know, like poisoning some people or something. <laughs> <laughs> some people do have, or even here, because I had a friend who, whose family was also from Durango. Uh, and he had a pet, Scorpion. <laughs> uh, I died, though. I remember when he died, and it was, he said it was just sitting there. Oh, so have any of y'all, do you, any of y'all have any stories, like, in regards to, like, monster? I know, like, monsters are, like, kind of harder to, like, have an experience with. I feel like 
I heard the most I've heard is a chupacabra when I was younger. Uh, mostly in, I wasn't here. I, I don't think they were like very serious stories whenever they, they would tell me, but it was mostly from my cousins that I would hear the story from uh, because uh, in San Luis, uh, they live in like a rancho and so they have farm animals and they have a lot of goats. Um, and a lot of times, like, one of the responsibilities that they have to do is like they have to go out and and like go uh, pastorear las chivas. So that's like go out and like walk walk with the chivas with the goats so that they can eat. Um, and so I feel like just when I was I, I would go with my cousins to do that uh, every now and then. And so I feel like it was just like a, a, a like them telling me about the stories that they've heard or, or like see if they or, or try to make me believe sometimes but i feel like they also wouldn't do a good job um of saying like oh yeah like one time the chupacabra came and like ate one of our goats or something but i feel like that's the extent of creature stories that i've heard i grew up with like uh i grew up with one story from my grandma and that's the only creature one and it's, I don't know if it's common or maybe it's just because she was weird. But, um, uh, but, um, hers was like, it, she mixed, she would mix it with like religion. So it would be like, she had told me and my sister how there was this one young guy who was very abusive uh, to his mother. And he would hit her a lot. And then it got to a point where like, I think like the devil kind of like took him in and it ended up turning him into a snake. Like he was just so like malicious that he became like this big ugly snake. And, and, and it got to the point where he wanted to turn back. Like he wanted to be sorry, but it was too late. Like he, he had done too much bad, like too much. I mean, he was hitting his mom. Um, and it's like my grandma was like, like my grandma would end it with like, God doesn't punish how now how he punishes not how, like how he used to punish. Uh, it's like before you know you would turn into these creatures um, as punishment, um, and it's like now he's kind of like let, like he's tired. Like that would be her point of the story. Like he's tired now, um, so he doesn't do it anymore. Um, but it used to be a thing. Which I mean, I don't know. That one is obviously not as real. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think our grandmas all have stories like that. Like I remember my grandma would tell me the one where it's like, um, you know, the dancing with the devil story where the girl. Uh, have y'all heard that? Y'all heard of that, right? I like she'd tell me the dancing of the devil story, where um the where this mom didn't want her daughter to go to like dance because it's like a dance with the devil and it wasn't christian it wasn't catholic but the girl went anyway and she met this really handsome guy there they danced the night away and then while they were dancing they're doing like a vuelta and uh turn and then like suddenly he had a chicken foot and a goat um uh a goat um foot and then suddenly he looked up and it was the devil and he like spun her all the way to hell It'd be like, oh, yeah, that happens. Or, like, there's another story where a girl didn't listen to her mom. She went outside. And so the mom actually had the power to punish her child because she was like, if you go outside, if you, like, go out tonight, the earth is going to, like, swallow you. And so, like, when they found the girl the next morning, she was, like, half an earth, like, kind of like a quicksand thing, except, like, she stood there. And I remember as a child, I didn't find it scary. No, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to be a mom so I can have this power, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I told her that, she was like, "No, that's not the moral of the story." <laughs> that's what that's I so think. Um, I mean, I feel like you do. Parents do have that power. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can make you feel like it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if they tell you, like, I just feel like something's going to happen tonight. And then, like, any little thing, you'll be like, oh, yeah, my parents told me that. Like, you'll try to, like, connect it. Um, so I stopped doing that. And I'm just like, it is what yeah. it is. Um, I was going to talk about El Kukui, but I was like, is it more of a humanoid? So I didn't talk about the Kukui. Um, but did y'all's parents 
ever like using to scare you? No, my parents weren't very big on the whole like monster thing. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I feel like first, I feel like I was a, a very good boy, child. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I wasn't really uh need to scared i think they just scared me with like the belt <laughs> or like the chancla or something yeah <laughs> i feel like my parents were just so i don't know it was always like real life stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i i used to be okay i used to be really um playful I guess as a child that a guy we were out in public and a guy was going to take me and my dad my dad was like whoa, whoa, whoa that's my kid um so I feel like they didn't grow up with this mindset of like oh he's gonna take you because they did experience that of someone wanting to take me um but yeah I I didn't grow up with any of these like I uh, I grew up with ghost stories, but I think in every in my family said it's like either it is re- like you believe it or you don't. Um, but yeah, these like someone's gonna take you. Yeah, it has never been in like my family. That's terrifying, Isabel. Are you okay? <laughs> it, I was little. I don't like. I don't remember. But just the way that they told me, apparently it, well, yeah, it was it's scary. scary. Someone's gonna take um, you to my mom. <laughs> Oh, my family is also you don't believe in it or not, and you believe in it or not. Um, but most of my family believes in it. I don't believe in anything. Um, because even since like I was a child, like my mom was very much a no nonsense person. Like she believes like in God and stuff. She believes like in good spirits and like there's some bad spirits, but like the good spirits will like protect you, like your ancestors protect you or whatever. Um, I don't believe in any of that. Um. My dad, like, ever since a young age, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, I think, like, my grandpa's, like, the only spirit that might exist. But then when I got older, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't think it's my grandpa eating the Oreos out of our pantry. I think it's my brother. Because um, that was always a thing for me. Like, oh, yeah, he's eating the Oreos. He's here. And I was like, that was just probably my brother. But my dad would always try to scare us with anything. But, and he tried to scare us with the kukui. But the problem was, he didn't tell me how it looked like. Because he told me it can, like, change into whatever form. So I grew up believing that the kukui looked like that little flea from a bug's life, you know, that little circus leader. That's how I thought the kukui looked like. And I was about to be scared of a flea. I was like, oh, because it was just like maybe this big. I imagined him being like this big. I was like, why am I going to be scared of this thing for? Um, never scared of it. Um, he would always try to scare me. He'd be like, oh, yeah, this tape has the kukui. And like, it was like nothing about the kukui in it. And um, he'd always be like, oh, yeah, the kukui, the kukui this, the kukui that. I, I was just like never scared of it. I was like, looks like a flea to me. Like I never thought it was like real. I just thought because I was like, I started associating with a cartoon. I was like, nah, it's not real. One thing he did scare me with because he was really annoyed. I wasn't scared with like a kukui was ET. I like still get like if I see him, like I will still like get like I feel weird about it because little Sully was really scared. Like little Sully would cry um over this. Like I would have nightmares where. Um, I would like, I would like just be minding my own business. And then like every hour or so I would have to go into a corner and he'd be there. And he'd like, just shake me and like, he'd like make like really weird noises and stuff. Like I was like super scared y'all. Like, um, he had like, like one dream, like I didn't even was thinking about him or anything. And I like walked, um, at my old house to like go to the living room. I was walking out of my room and he like jumps from the closet. And, like he just does shake me. Like I woke up crying and screaming. I was like super scared of this thing until I was about in sixth grade or fifth grade. Can't remember. I think I was like 11. And um, he like did the same thing. Like he jumped out of like a closet again. But this time I was like fed up and um, I low-key might have snapped his neck and like he was just like there dead. (laughs) And then like after that, I wasn't scared. I guess like it was like a metaphor or whatever. But like after that, I just like wasn't like affected by it too much. But he still looks kind of weird. And if you ever show me E.T., we are no longer friends. I will block you on it. I will not acknowledge your existence. Yeah, I feel like the movie portrayals, he's very creepy. Because yeah. he has, like, yeah. human eyes. 
put in like my dad features. knew this right ow i stabbed myself y'all oh and my dad knew this because i was because i was poking <laughs> at the eraser because i'm angry at my dad and then um my dad knew this and he used it like he'd be like oh yeah he's gonna come get you he's gonna come get you and like i'd be like super scared because i saw the movie with him and i thought it was creepy right and then he <laughs> told me that that's what my, my mom said oh yeah you were just scared of it but like i was trying to tell you like it wasn't real but then your dad was like oh yeah he's gonna come get you um and then i have an old i have my primo hermano and he'd be like if you don't behave he's gonna come i didn't want to be touched by him that was me because i was like Ugh. my primo hermano would be like he's gonna come he's gonna touch you i was like Ugh. but then he was scared of the kukui so i guess it cancels out you know um <laughs> it was uh i don't know if it is considered a creature uh but chucky <laughs> That that was like for me when I was young. That was the scariest like thing ever. Uh, and like every time we would watch a mo- the movie, because my my sisters they're all older than me. I'm the youngest, and they all like scary movies, and I hate them. Uh, and so they would always watch scary movies, and I was younger, and so I'd al- I I would always get scared. Um, and I remember every time they would watch one, I would always go with my mom <laughs> to the kitchen because she was always in the kitchen. Uh, and then, no, yeah, I, one one of the reasons probably why I was scared of it was because I also had an experience where, like, my cousins had a mask of Chucky. Uh, and I don't remember how old I was. I was pretty young. But I remember one time they scared me with that. Uh, they're, like, I think it was, like, I was going into their house and, like, they came out, like, and spooked me with, with the mask on. Until, <laughs> uh, so, like, I mean, I don't know if it was before or after I was already scared of Chucky or not, but I don't know. I feel like it was always just like a scary, scary thing. Yeah, that's so mean. <laughs> I'm still scared of him today. There's that one scene where he he kills someone from the back of a and like he's in the back, like the guy's driving and he's behind him. I, I remember that scene. Well, thanks for coming and listening to our our last podcast uh, of the series. Um. If you haven't listened to the other ones, please go and listen to the other ones. There's three total, uh, and we'll see. We'll see you. Well, we will see you because I don't know who's listening. <laughs> but if you're Mac, we'll see you <laughs> later. Uh, and if you're somewhere else around the world, uh, yeah, thanks. Just thanks for listening. Uh, and we'll see what the future holds. There's been talk about maybe having future series. Uh, of different things so stay tuned uh, and follow us on instagram to see if uh, we do come up with other podcasts Uh, and thank you hold up one final thing if you are a ut student and i have miss uh and i have not done your crypt justice uh whether it's like if you're like puerto rican or if you're uh chilean come join Mac and like prove me wrong with all this stuff um but if you're from Durango and try to fight me with the Alacran I will fight for it um. <laughs> follow us at U Texas Mac U-T-E-X-A-S M-A-C-C